welcome back to Dear Lysphera. My name's Lysphera Lindenbar, and if this is your first time tuning in, on this show, I give advice to any folks and creatures who may need it. I want to tell you all something, but I don't really want to make a big deal out of it, especially because I feel like some people have forgotten about this thing, and I don't want them to feel bad that they forgot. Well, you know what, it doesn't matter if I talk about it. Everyone's apparently so busy anyway, I'm sure none of them are listening to the show today. So... It's my birthday. It's my birthday, I said. Reuven? Reuven just shot me a thumbs up and then went back to whatever important station manager duties he's working on. Oh, no, that just looks like a crossword puzzle. I don't really think I'll be doing anything for my birthday this year. I've had a weird day, though. When I woke up this morning, the whole tree smelled like chocolate, and I thought maybe my mom said bake me a cake. But... When I got downstairs, Mama was busy shoving things into the pantry, and Mom was using a baking sheet to waft air out of the open window for some reason. And no cake. And when I asked if they smelled chocolate, Mom said a bunch of squirrels ran in through the front door carrying an entire chocolate cake on their backs, and then just ran back out. And when I said that sounded hard to believe, Mama said, Yeah, that is pretty hard to believe. I feel like there could have been a more realistic explanation, but that's what happened. Squirrels. Then the two of them kind of just looked at each other. And still, no mention of my birthday. Then, I went to my best friend Raedra's place to see if she wanted to hang out, and got tackled by her Aunt Valindra when I tried to go into the backyard. She told me that the tackling is actually training to be on the Towering Forest Recreational Vineball team, which is pretty cool. I didn't know she was planning on trying out. And I know what you're thinking... Vineball doesn't have tackling in it. Well, that's what I thought too. But apparently they've changed the rules. I don't know why. That's just what Aunt Valindra told me as she physically blocked me from going into her backyard. Then Raedra came out front and told me she was busy. She didn't tell me with what, but that's pretty normal for Raedra. So I just went to the bookshop to kill time before I had to head to the radio station. And props to the people working at Favern's Books and Scrolls. They were super busy packing up a huge order. They're all so nice, too. When I walked in, one person yelled, Lysphera! Like, so loud. And then everyone else yelled, Lysphera! Too! And I was just like, Ah! Hi, everyone! And I guess they had finished packing up the huge order because they really quickly moved the box to the back of the shop. But I caught a glimpse of some of the books in the box. Whoever put in that order has great taste. All of those books are on my to-read list. So, yeah, it's been a pretty low-key birthday. Probably won't do much after this. Anyway, let's get into our first letter. Remember, if you want to write into Dear Lysphera, you can send your letters to Dear Lysphera at the Towering Forest radio station. This first letter is from Grazis. Grazis writes, Dear Lysphera, Help! Gosh, four exclamation points. Just a reminder, folks, if you ever reach a five exclamation point level emergency, please contact your local emergency services before writing into this show. Continuing, My name's Grazis, and I've always wanted to get a tattoo. I'm a dwarf, and a lot of the older dudes I know have full sleeves, so it's been a goal of mine for a while to finally get one. The other night, my buddies and I were out for a drink, and we were talking about tattoos, and we decided that I should get my first one that night. We found a place that had all these cool examples of tattoos in Elvish. I don't speak it, but I think it's a beautiful language. The dude who tattooed me was the owner of the place. He was also a human, which probably should have turned me off to the elvish tattoos, but he said he was 116th elf, and that the elvish tattoo I picked out said, Invincible as Diamond. So I got the tattoo. 
The next day, I got lunch with one of my buddies and his boyfriend, who's a half-elf and speaks and reads elvish. And he told me that my tattoo doesn't say Invincible as Diamond. It says, Gollywaddle Chops too." <laughs> oh no! Oh no. I'm so sorry for laughing. That's so unprofessional of me, but... Oh no! Oh, oh. <clears throat> what do I do now? I can keep telling everyone who doesn't speak Elvish that it says Invincible as a Diamond, but I know a bunch of people who read Elvish who'll know that's not true. And getting it removed would be so expensive and time-consuming. There's only one wizard in the area who has that kind of magic, and I've heard he makes people pay 500 gold and they have to do his laundry for two months. So is this just how it's gonna be? My first ever tattoo is gonna be the least popular lunch they served us at school? Is there anything I can do? Help! Thanks. Signed, Grazis. Grazis, I'm so sorry for laughing earlier, but hopefully you'll be able to look back on this one day and laugh too. I understand though. This is something that's now on your body forever and you wanted it to be meaningful. Now it has a completely different meaning from what you intended. I had an idea and it was actually inspired by something that happened to my brother, Lenrol. He was in a similar situation as you, but instead of Elvish, it was Draconic. He wanted a tattoo that said... Oh, what was it? Burn bright? Something like that. Whatever it was, it would have been silly, even if it had been done correctly, but that's just from a biased younger sister's opinion. Anyway, instead of burn bright, or whatever it was supposed to be, he got hot man on flaming right up his arm. Granted, not as many people speak draconic as they do elvish, so he'd run into less people who'd be able to read it than you will with your tattoo, but still, he was in the same position as you. He wanted a meaningful tattoo, and it didn't have the meaning he wanted it to. So, he went to another tattoo artist, one who could actually read and write in draconic, and asked if there was anything they could do to fix it. And the tattoo artist was able to change a few characters into different characters, added a dragon head breathing fire at the beginning to cover up the first two characters, and now his tattoo reads, Persevere. So I've written out Ovalary V. Capendit in front of me, which is Gollywaddle Chop Stew in Elvish. I know, my Elvish voice sounds totally different than my common voice. I don't know why that is. It's weird. Anyway, I think with some finagling, you could make this work. With a few character changes and covering up the beginning or a bit on the end, you could turn it into a few different words and phrases. So far, I've got opportunity waits, achievement, and sturdy of soul. I actually really like sturdy of soul. And I'm sure there are others. Of course, one option is to just find peace with gollywaddle chop stew and keep it as a funny story to tell at a party when you're showing off your sleeve of tattoos one day. But if you do want it changed, I'd suggest finding a tattoo artist who can actually write in Elvish and see if they can change it into something you'll be happier with. Maybe bring your friend's boyfriend to double check it before the changes happen, just in case. Good luck and thanks for writing in! Okay, so we got a letter delivered to the station and Reuven is indicating that I should open it, which is unusual for him because usually he's paying as little attention as possible to anything I do on this show. All right, I'm opening it. Oh, it's from Lenroll. That's a coincidence. Let me skim it really quick. Okay, Lenroll writes, Hey Fifi. I'm taking a survey of my friends and family to find out the most popular flavor of cake. I'm pretty sure yours is Joyberry, but I mentioned it in a letter to moms and they insisted it's chocolate. 
Of course, like I said, we've said all this through letters and not in person because I'm halfway across Grevlon right now and will not be home this weekend and therefore could not be having this debate with them in person. Anyway, please confirm that your favorite cake flavor is Joyberry for the survey I'm taking. Lenrel. Well, thanks for writing in, Len. Not sure why this was so urgent that Reuven felt I had to answer it on the show, but my favorite cake is chocolate with Joyberry sauce. That's probably where you remember Joyberry from. Reuven, what's your favorite cake flavor? It's for Lenrel's survey. No? Reuven just shrugged. Not sure if that means he doesn't have a favorite, he doesn't like cake, or he's just done participating for the day. Well, now I'm hungry, so I'm going to grab a quick snack while we hear a word from our sponsor. After that, we'll take some calls. If you need some advice, just tell your speaking plant you want to call Lysphera at the Towering Forest radio station. But first, a word from our sponsor. Ahoy there, mateys! The name's Morley Three Thumbs Windborn. Captain Morley Three Thumbs Windborn. I sail on the great ship Dragonhide, the fastest pirate ship in all of Grevelin. Well, she did be the fastest ship in all of Grevelin back when I had me crew, which is why I'm making this advertisement. See, I recently found myself in need of a new crew. Turns out, some crews can only accept the promise of riches beyond their wildest dreams for a couple of months before they desert you for another pirate captain who <laughs> pays a living wage. So now, I'm looking for some strong, brave, non-unionized buccaneers who be wanting to join the crew of the great Captain Marley Three Thumbs Windborn. To sail on the dragon hide, you got to have nerves of steel, you got to have a titanium spine, and you got to bring your own provisions. Provisions will not be provided. All positions be available, except for first mate. That spot be taken by me boy, Marley Jr. He be the only one who didn't leave me with the rest of me old crew. Granted, I tied the boy to the mizzenmast, so he couldn't have left even if he tried! <laughs> and believe me, he tried. That boy's a wriggler. I'll give him that. So, if you think you fit the bill to join me crew, come find me on the dragon hide, down in the docks of Poer! If I'm not there, just find me boy Morley Jr. instead. He be the lad tied to the mizzenmast! <laughs> I can't undo knots! The dragon hide is sailing very soon, so there is no time for dilly-dallying. I can't say much about where we'll be sailing to next, but who has three thumbs and a ripped piece of parchment that be either half a treasure map or an old menu from the pub? Aye, aye, it be me, Captain Marley Three Thumbs Windborn. <laughs> and we're back with Dearless Fira. I just ate a couple of slices of butterfruit, so I'm ready to take some calls. Here's our first caller. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello, Miss Fira. Oh, wow. Hello. What are your names? I'm Kimble. I'm Bimble. Well, nice to meet you, Kimble and Bimble. Are you two imps? No. I am an eight-headed hydra. And I am a middle-aged halfling woman named Barbara. Okay, I know that's not true because you already told me your name is Kimball.
this, a prank call? Oh, no, no, no. We love your show. We are big listeners. That's like the word listeners, but with two eyes, like Lisvina. Oh, I kind of like that. Listeners. Yes, and we would like to request a song. Well, I, I don't play music on this show. What? Ruben, are you playing music over my show? Have we aired a single episode of this? What? Why are you shaking your head? Is that a no? Ruben! <laughs> oh, I get it. I was... Tricked! We tricked you, Lisvira! You thought all your hard work had gone down the drain! Silly, Lisvira! We were just kidding! We love listening to you give advice! Although it would be funnier if you gave prank answers! Oh. Like if you had told that one Can I talk now? Lisvira, Kimball cannot think of a third one, so I will do the third one. Okay. <clears throat> or if you told that ogre they should get a pet chicken. <laughs> Bimble, that was a good third one. Because the ogre was afraid of chickens. <laughs> okay, that's enough. You can mess with me all you want, but if you make fun of my callers, I'm disconnecting this call. to get the gift. There's no gift. But there is! It's a special gift just for Lisvira! Okay, okay! I'm going to get the gift. There's no gift. Tate! There was never a gift! How could we have gotten a gift to you so quickly, Lisvira? Silly, silly, Lisvira! Oh yeah? I'm silly? Well, I never went to look for the gift. I was sitting quietly here the whole time. So it looks like the joke's on you two. Tricked! satisfying when you two are happy about it. Did you need some advice, or is this going to be the whole call? We just wanted to say hello. Yes, yes. Oh, Bimble, I just remembered. The mail person is coming soon, and I forgot to set up a trick for them today. Can you go do it, please? Oh, sure, Bimble. Be right back, Lisvira. Tricking the mail person, tricking the mail person, Do you two ever receive any of your mail? with no clear solution. Yes, but that is not what I need advice for. Oh, you need advice? That is why I sent Bimble away. I did not want her to hear me. <sighs> so last week, Bimble tricked me. I had poured myself a cup of pamble fruit juice, and when I looked away, Bimble switched it with dabble worm milk, which I usually would find delicious, only I was not expecting it, so I spit the milk everywhere. Bimble laughed and laughed. You felt how? It was a very funny trick. But Bimble 
Well, it sounds like maybe it hurt your feelings a bit that Bimble played a trick on you. No, 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 it could not be that. I think I was just surprised that Bimble played a prank on me because Bimbo's never played a prank without telling me about it. So I was just surprised. And? And? Well, you should tell Bimble that. Oh, no, no, no. She would think I'm silly, silly. I'm sure she wouldn't. You two seem to really support each other. I'd bet you want to know if she hurt your feelings. Gimbal, I put the fire frogs in the mailbox. I only hope the mail person drops the latest issue of Infotainment Weekly before running away. I need the scoop on Kirsa and Felwyn's fiery new relationship. Go on, Kimball. I'm glad you two talked that out. You know, you kind of remind me of me and my brother, weirdly. It's always nice to have a sibling to play pranks with. Lisera, we are not siblings. No, no, no. We are just good friends, unrelated by blood. Really? Oh, I just assumed because of the names and... Tricked! Namorous alive. frustrating and the sweetest call yet. Imps, you never know what you're going to get from them. Oh, here's our next caller. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. What's your name? Well, I don't know, actually. Oh, no. Not again. Have you handled any magical crystals lately? No. <laughs> I don't even have hands. Oh. I'm a bean. What kind of being? No, uh, a bean. B-E-A-N. Oh, okay. I didn't know beans could talk. Most beans can't. I think this garden witch was trying to turn me into a magic bean so I'd grow into a giant beanstalk. So what went wrong? Well, there are different types of beans, you see. I'm a speaking plant bean, not a beanstalk bean. So when she cast a spell on me to magically increase my abilities... Instead of growing really big, you gain the ability to speak. Exactly. The witch threw me out into her backyard, which really isn't the best way to plant a bean. But then it rained, and the water washed me out of the yard and into the forest. That's where I am now. So, are you using another speaking plant to call me? Nope. As a speaking plant bean, I'm able to tap into the magic airwaves, just like any other speaking plant. That's so cool. Wow, this is historic. 
the first speaking plant to actually speak. I mean, that's really amazing. It's kind of a lot of pressure, honestly. Why is that? I don't know. I feel like people might have big expectations of me being the only speaking speaking plant. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Well, you're still just a bean. You have a lot of growing to do before you're a full speaking plant. That's true. But what if, when I am a full plant, people expect me to have something important to say? What if they start asking me for insight or advice? Well, you'd put me out of business in a heartbeat, that's for sure. I would not stand a chance in the cutthroat world of advice giving if I was up against a speaking speaking plant. Out of all the speaking plant beans in existence, I was the one given the ability to speak. What if I don't use this power to its fullest potential? What if I don't deserve it? Hmm. Well, I don't know if it's about deserving. I think it's more about using what you're given to be happy, not forcing yourself to live up to any expectations you or anyone else might set for you. Sure, you could use your ability of speech to become this famous speaking speaking plant that doles out wisdom to those who seek it, but you don't have to do that if you don't want to. It's your life. You should live it the way you want. I... I think I want to be a singer. Really? Yeah, I like music. I think it would be nice to share my music with the world. Or maybe just this force, for now. I'll work my way up to a larger venue eventually. Well, if you're going to be a musician, you'll need a name. Actually, it'd be good for you to just have a name regardless. So people have something to call you. And to put on t-shirts and hats and stuff. I like Bean. You can pick any name, you know. You won't be a Bean forever. I know, but it'll remind me of my roots. Get it? Roots? Oh, I get it. <laughs> I'm also thinking I might get into stand-up comedy. Uh, how about we tackle one thing at a time? Start with music, see where that takes you. You're right. Thanks for the advice, Lesfira. Anytime. And let me know when you're having your first concert. I want front row seats. You got it. Goodbye. Bye. Well, that was a lovely call. It's certainly nice to talk to someone without doubting whether everything they're telling you is true or not. Anyway, keep an ear out for Bean. I think they're going to be the next big thing in music. And it looks like it's about time to wrap up the show. Thank you so much for listening to Dear Lysphera. Next up we have... A couple of travelers arguing in the distance about which path to take. One wants to stop for directions, and the other one would literally rather get lost in the forest forever than do that. I hope to talk with you all again real soon, but until then... What was... Hang on, listeners. It's my mom's! And Raydra, and Aunt Valindra, and Lenro, a whole bunch of people! And there's a cake, and hats, and books, and... Well, listeners, I'm off to celebrate my birthday! Ruben, you coming? Alright, I'll meet you out there. Can I tell you all something? I knew they were planning this. Believe it or not, they are all very bad at keeping secrets, but I didn't want to spoil the surprise. That doesn't make it any less special, though. I'll talk to you all again real soon, and in the meantime, keep your chin up, and try not to get tricked. Or maybe let your friends and family think they tricked you. It'll make them happy. Bye! Thank you for listening to Dear Lesphira, which was created, written, and edited by Katie Siegel. Lesphira, Kimball, and Nimble were voiced by Katie Siegel. The sponsor was voiced by Leonid Lawrence. Bean was voiced by Divya Krishna. And I'm Nicole. 
Hi. If you would like to trick Katie, leave a kind review for this podcast, which you can do on the Apple Podcasts app. She'll be so pranked, truly bamboozled. We have Dearless Fear merch. Check it out at teespring.com slash stores slash Katie Flies Away. For more Dearless Fira, check out at Dearless Fira on TikTok. You can also follow at Dearless Fira on Twitter and Instagram. Or don't. Live your life. Bye.